What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to be talking about five must draft wide receivers in fantasy football for this season. So these are guys that I just think are really solid values at their current price and I think if you guys can get them around their ADP they can end up carrying you guys to a championship. I'm going to be getting my ADP from uh, 4for4.com. Pretty much it just compiles like a bunch of different fantasy platforms to give you like a consensus ADP. So that's where that's coming from. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, let me know what you guys are thinking down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. But let's just jump right into my first must draft wide receiver, and it is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. According to 4 for 4 ADP, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 10. And I would say like if I had a list of my guys heading into 2023, Amon Ross St. Brown would be one of them. I have him ranked as my wide receiver six ahead of guys like C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Adams. When we look back to last season, Amon Ra dealt with like some injury unluckiness. He finished the season overall as the wide receiver 10 in points per game, but when we dive deeper, that number's a little bit skewed because he left early in week three with an ankle injury. Then he left early again in week five after re-aggravating that ankle injury. And then he also left early in week seven with a concussion. So that's not really representative of like a full season, right? No one's expecting Amon Ross St. Brown to leave three games early with injury. And then those other top guys, you know, are just healthy pretty much throughout the entire season. If we remove those three games from his uh, sample size, Amon Ross St. Brown averaged 19 PPR points per game when he was healthy. That was more than A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb have averaged in any season of their careers. Plus, Amon Ross St. Brown is only going into year three, so it's not like he's peaked. I think he's likely still getting better as a player. I think overall, this Lions offense is trending up, but they still lack like a really strong core of weapons. So I think Amon Ra is locked into some really, really solid volume on a top-tier NFL offense. Maybe not top-tier, but I would say a good NFL offense. Like, if you prefer CeeDee Lamb or A.J. Brown or Devontae Adams, like, I think that's totally fine. I have all those guys in the same tier, but I think at the very least, they're very, very close and, like, pretty much back-to-back-to-back, which means that if you're getting Amon Ra, like, a half round later than those other guys who are going more early second round and Amon Ra is, like, mid to back end of the second— even if you like those other guys more, I still think where you can draft Amon Ra is going to be a really, really nice value. The next must-draft wide receiver is going to be Calvin Ridley, and I did a, a full video a few days ago just talking about Calvin Ridley as a, a league-winning wide receiver. He's been drafted as the wide receiver 17, and he's going to be one of my favorite values in all of fantasy football this season. I'm not saying that Calvin Ridley comes without risk. I think he definitely is a little bit risky, but I just think the upside is totally worth it when you're pressing the draft button on him. Ridley's coming off of a full season suspension of uh, 2022, and then in 2021, he only played in five games. So the last time we saw Ridley over a full season was in the 2020 season. So I understand that's like a little bit concerning, but on the bright side, the last time we saw him, he was an elite fantasy option, right? Averaged 18.8 PPR points per game, was the wide receiver four. We already saw Trevor Lawrence take a massive leap last year, 
going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, and then they also added guys like Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram to the offense. Now Trevor Lawrence is going to have a true wide receiver one with Calvin Ridley coming in. If Ridley is the same player we saw in 2020, I truly believe he'll have the opportunity to be a high-end wide receiver one, and you're just not really going to get a lot of players who have that type of upside as like a mid-tier wide receiver two in terms of their ADP. And I think even if he regresses, you know, on one of the better offenses in the NFL as the wide receiver one, even if he regresses from what we saw in 2020, I still think he's a guy who has like top 12 upside, could be a back end wide receiver one for you. Obviously, I know training camp reports, you know, cannot be treated like gospel. We should probably take it with a grain of salt. But the reports for Calvin Ridley have been very, very positive. I just think this wide receiver 17 price is like expecting a serious fall off. Like if Calvin Ridley isn't even close to the player we saw in 2020, I still think he could finish as the wide receiver 17. Like that's where I'm kind of viewing this. I think this is just heavily skewed to his floor. Um, And I just don't think it's like a mid-level projection of what he can actually give you here in uh, 2023. Getting a player with realistic mid to high-end wide receiver one upside as a mid-tier wide receiver two is just going to be too good of a value for me to pass up here. Personally, I've moved Ridley up to my wide receiver 13 and would be willing to take him like early to mid third round. But according to consensus ADP, you can draft him as like an early to mid fourth rounder. I think the value on that is crazy. So Calvin really is someone who I'm definitely going to have a lot of shares of heading into the uh, 2023 season. The next wide receiver is going to be Amari Cooper, and he's being drafted pretty closely behind Calvin Ridley as the wide receiver 18. Um, I'm going to be higher than consensus both on Amari Cooper and the Browns offense in general, and pretty much like all of the uh, Browns weapons here. Given the high level of play we saw to Deshaun Watson from 2017 to 2020, I just find it hard to believe, and I just can't really accept the fact that all of a sudden he's just turned into like a terrible quarterback. I think he's going to have a serious bounce back in 2023. I also think the Browns are going to go more pass heavy. This is something I've talked about a lot this offseason. They, you know, had their contract with Kareem Hunt expire. They haven't brought in another like competent running back to share the load on the ground with Nick Chubb. They traded for Elijah Moore. They drafted Cedric Tillman. They still have Amari Cooper. They still have Donovan Peoples-Jones. And we saw last year in the 11 games that uh, Jacoby Brissett started, Amari Cooper averaged 16 PPR points per game. And keep in mind, like, it's not like Brissett was playing at a crazy high level. He was averaging 237 passing yards per game, only threw 12 touchdowns in those 11 games. So Brissett was not like, you know, some crazy volume passer who easily should have been uh, supporting his fantasy weapons. And Amari Cooper was still putting up really nice production. The problem is, is that when Deshaun Watson took over, I mean, Amari Cooper's production just tanked. And it's because um, Deshaun Watson was only averaging 184 passing yards per game and I think had like seven touchdowns in his uh, six total starts. So Amari Cooper already proved last year that he can give you fringe wide receiver one production with like average to below average quarterback play. But if Watson returns to the guy we saw in his first four seasons, I think Cooper can be a mid-tier wide receiver one. Even if Watson doesn't return to that guy, but is still like an above average quarterback, I still think Amari Cooper is someone who can return as like a top 12 uh, fantasy wide receiver. The next must draft guy here is going to be Keenan Allen. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 19. And I do understand that with Keenan Allen, there is some risk that he has a fall off due to age. But if he doesn't fall off, like he's going to end up being a massive value at this price. 
I have him as my wide receiver 17, so not a huge difference, right? Wide receiver 19 to wide receiver 17, but I view him as more of like a late third rounder, but according to consensus ADP, he's going as like a mid fourth option. So I'm definitely higher in terms of like the overall position rankings. Keenan Allen has been a top 12 wide receiver in points per game in five of the last six seasons. And the one season he wasn't a top 12 guy, he was the wide receiver 13 in points per game. So that type of, you know, consistent high-end production is very impressive. Even we look back to last year in his seven healthy games, he averaged 19.7 PPR points per game. So when he was on the field, he wasn't leaving early, you know, or uh, banged up throughout he was giving you almost 20 PPR points per game. So even if his play slips a little bit and he regresses a little, I still think he's going to be a really strong volume option on one of the best offenses in the NFL. And I still think he'll probably end up being a value. If you're getting him outside the third round, especially in PPR formats, I think that's going to be a steal. And I think he has a great shot to kind of outproduce his uh, current ADP. And then the fifth and final must draft wide receiver, we're actually going to be staying in the same offense and talking about Mike Williams here. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 26. And this ADP really does not make a ton of sense to me because over the last two seasons, we have seen that when healthy, Mike Williams is going to give you fringe wide receiver one production. In 2021, he averaged 15.4 PPR points per game. If you remove the two games with under 40% of the snaps, he'd be at 16.1. So even, you know, including two injured games, 15.4 PPR points per game, very, very nice production. 2022, he averaged 13.6 points per game over the full season. But if we look at his healthy games, he was at 15.2 points per game. And even when we don't, you know, take out the uh, injured games last year, which, you know, he had two of them and Herbert was still limited with his ribs. The offense as a whole had a lot of injuries. Even that 13.6 point per game number was the wide receiver 20 in points per game. So we had Herbert injured. We had injuries all throughout the offense. We had Mike Williams banged up throughout the season, leaving games early, and he was still the wide receiver 20 in points per game. So now we're drafting him as the wide receiver 26. I just don't really understand the disconnect there. He is going to be my wide receiver 19. I'm going to have a lot of shares of Mike Williams. We've also seen the Chargers come out and talk about using Mike Williams out of the slot more, which, you know, we hear this every year with some players. If it happens, cool. Like, I do think that'll help him get him some more guaranteed volume. But even if he's not playing out of the slot a lot, you know, I still think he's going to be a really nice pick here. Overall, I think the Chargers offense is going to have a really serious bounce back. And I would not be surprised to see Mike Williams deliver wide receiver one production, fringe wide receiver one production. Like Justin Herbert is very live to just have a huge touchdown season, hit like 40 passing touchdowns. And if he does hit that, I find it hard to believe that Mike Williams isn't going to catch 10 plus of those. So I think Mike Williams is definitely a value at this spot here, even with the addition of Quinton Johnston. I think all these guys are going to eat on this offense. So those are going to be my five must draft wide receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, like all those guys at their current prices. Let me know what you guys think, how we feeling about these guys. Uh, thank you all for staying all the way to the end. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to be talking about my must draft running backs tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Thank you all again, and I'll see you in the next one.